welcome to CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Devin, and I'm joined as I am every week by Sharon, I mean, Shane Reeves. <laughs> Trey got to meet my family this week. <laughs> I t- if, if you ever get hit by a bus, I'm driving down to Savannah, putting a cigar in your mom's mouth, and just doing the show with her, and no, none of our listeners will ever know the difference. Nobody will ever know the difference. <laughs> Hey, I got a question. What gumball machine did those sunglasses come out of? Hey, those were a <laughs> gift at Christmas. Thank you very much. <laughs> what did you do to them? <laughs> I love them. They're great. They were, I mean, they're Dick's Sporting Goods Wayfarer knockoffs. They are lightweight. And because they're super dirt cheap, I know I'll never lose them. Well, that's true. You never <laughs> lose cheap sunglasses. But it is sunglass season. I had to pull out my sunglasses today. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was nice. I rolled. I was. You know, I was on the road all day, so windows were down most of the time. This is. I mean, we hit seventy degrees today. I'm liking this. Spring has sprung. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely what we wanted. But it's time to smoke a cigar. Yes, and it uh, is. I've been waiting for this all day. Uh-huh. So you didn't smoke one on the way there and back? Oh, oh, of course I did. I smoked one on the way down and a different one on the way back. But this is this is special time. This is. This is a special cigar. So, I'll start. All right. In honor of the fact that you've been giving me a lot of flack lately about my cigar choices being a little bit on the rare and expensive side. You decided to continue the tradition? No, no, no. Today, I have went rock bottom. Okay. I am smoking a $4 cigar today. I've never even heard of that cigar before. Not not many have. So what has happened? So you're still on the rare and elusive. Well, not quite so (laughs) rare and elusive. Well, so a friend of ours here at the cigar shop, great guy, um, came in and he said, Shane, have you ever smoked a schizo? I said, I've never smoked a schizo. I've seen a few outside the bus stop. I've dated a schizo or two, but I've never smoked one. (laughs) And he said he was at a cigar shop, and he didn't want to spend a lot of money on a cigar. He didn't really like the shop he was at, but he wanted a quick, easy smoke. And he said these schizos were, the one he gave me is a 5 by 50 and all, and it's like four bucks. And the bigger ones are like five or six bucks, so well under the $8 price mark. Here's the interesting thing. Schizo is a collaboration between Christian Eora. Okay, I'm listening. And I forget the other guy's name. It don't, I switched articles. But this is a Christian Eora that used to be the president of Camacho. Right. Actually had a hand in starting Caldwell Cigars. Matter of fact, I don't know how much he liked me mentioning that the other day. When he was <laughs> it on didn't here, seem like very much. No, he kind, of, he kind of moved on past it, but that's, that's another tale for another day. So, it is a Cuban sandwich. Okay. So, it is, this is, it's released by Asylum Cigars, and it is made from the remnants of his asylum, of Christian Iora's asylum. So, he created basically two cigars. Here's a cigar for the tobacco. Here's a cigar for the remnants. Okay. But everybody that I have seen smoke this, every review I have read, it says, this is the bargain. This is what we have been looking for. This is the golden fleece. Oh, wow. So I'm about to fire this sucker up, and we're going to find out. Excellent. Well, Good I'm, luck introducing your cigar. Well, I'm going a little bit back into the Wayback Machine. This is a cigar that came out with little pomp and circumstance about four years ago, I want to say. Um, I haven't smoked a Crown Heads on the show uh, in quite a while, so I'm definitely overdue. Uh, this is the La Carême. 
It's a great cigar that I smoked a lot of when it first came out. I know a lot of people were just kind of hit and miss on it. It's made in the E.P. Carrillo factory. It's got a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over Ecuadorian Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan filler. Um, this is the Toro size, which, of course, is, is my preferred. I, it, it's funny because this is one of those that goes into that, how much can I really say I don't like box-pressed cigars when I tend to like box-pressed cigars? But, I mean, look at it. it technically speaking, it's a box press, but those corners are so rounded that I don't even know if I can really call that a box press cigar. It's definitely wider than it is thick. But Well, let's, let's just say you're not a box press racist. You just discriminate against box press. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, let's just establish that that's what, what it is. But, I mean, as far as... You know, Crown Heads doesn't do a whole lot that's way up there price point-wise. This is fairly bargain for them. I mean, it's under $10, which I really appreciate and like. And it's just got that nice... Uh, the the Ecuadorian, Haban, uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder plays with that Connecticut broadleaf in such a way that I feel like you get a whole lot of flavor. It puts out a ton of smoke. But I don't ever feel super overwhelmed by it. Um, it's I've already like I said I've already had two cigars today so I wanted something that was going to give me the flavor without having to having to fight against what I'd already smoked this I have typically found this to be a good follow up smoke. Well, I guarantee you, if you had blindfolded me and handed me this cigar and I had just lit it and started smoking it, I would never guess. What we need a term for cigars under eight? Is it sub premium? Is it value? Smoke is it? I definitely wouldn't call it sub premium because that sub premium kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation, or at least I would expect that. I I think, I think bargain. I I think sleeper to a certain extent. Well, I would never ever guess this was a Cuban sandwich. That would never be something I would guess about this smoke. I was really impressed. I was at Smokers Abbey. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they have brought in a house blend cigar that's a Cuban sandwich. It's four bucks, and same. Uh, I don't know if there's, I don't know if they're doing Cuban sandwich a little bit differently than maybe they used to, or if maybe they're just not using throwaway tobacco. They're using good tobacco, but remnants or, or something. But I, I thought it was fantastic, and I didn't find that it split and chunked in my mouth. I didn't have a whole lot of tobacco salad that I was dealing with. It was it was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed. But okay. So it's time to ambush Trey. Oh you're jumping right into that, huh? Oh yeah, I've got to jump right into this. So every week there's another article on Half Wheel. This week Bemidji, Minnesota raises tobacco purchase to age to age twenty one. Every week two or three different articles on this subject of somebody's decided to raise the age from 18 to 21. So we're going to play a little game, Trey. Okay. It's called 18 or 21. Oh, God. I want you to tell me whether or not you think you can do this at age 18 or you must wait till age 21. Is this based geographically or? We'll, we'll say in the state of, well, it ain't necessarily just in the state of Tennessee, but I'll, I'll denote when it's in the state of Tennessee. Okay. In the state of Tennessee, buy a pistol, 18 or 21? 21. 18. Really? In the state of Tennessee, buy a rifle or a shotgun. That is 18. 18. Buy pistol ammunition in the state of Tennessee. That's 21. 21. So you can buy the gun, but you can't have any bullets. So that's why you get a pistol that fires 22 LR. 
like the Walther PP P P twenty two. Thank you, Lawbreaker. <laughs> hey, buy, I'm 32. I can do whatever the hell I want. Buy a concealed carry permit, 18 or 21. I think that might be... You're giving me those eyes like... I, I'd expect it to be 21, but you're giving me those eyes like I must be wrong on that. Is we're it gonna, 18? We're going to need a guess. Is it 18? What is your guess? 18. It is 18. So you're allowed to conceal your empty pistol at 18. Or your rifle. <laughs> so this is how st- this is how ridiculous and non sequitur the eighteen to twenty one argument is. Yeah, marriage in Mississippi eighteen or twenty one. I thought that was fourteen. <laughs> as long as it's your first cousin. Uh, I'm thanks. There goes both our Mississippi listeners. Trey. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say 18 on that We ain't got so one. many that you can be running them off in droves. Okay? <laughs> well, there's not a lot to do in Mississippi. They'll come back. <laughs> well, because you can't get married in Mississippi until you're 21 without your parents' consent. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Go to a casino in Las Vegas and gamble. Oh, that one's tricky because it's 21 at the tables, but 18 for the slots. So I guess the official rule is probably 18. 21. Oh. At all. Oh, I think that's because the the free drinks. And under Tennessee state law, if you wish to operate a Ouija board, 18 or 21. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me spit out my coffee. (laughs) 21. 18. Ah. (laughs) You may summon the devil before you can have a cigar under these new legislations. (laughs) But and if he does show up and starts giving you any slip, you can't shoot him with your gun because you have no bullets because you couldn't buy. <laughs> so this whole this whole thing was one to aggravate Trey, but also to bring up a point. What's the difference in eighteen and twenty one people? Nothing. No, but I, let me tell you something. If you're an idiot at eighteen, you're an idiot at twenty one. Nobody comes to the age of I reason wish between the listeners eighteen and twenty one. See the color of your face right now. Oh, I'm losing my mind. You- <laughs> The hair's falling out as yeah. we speak. I mean, have you ever known anybody that got smarter from 18 to 21? No. How many have you known that went actually downhill yeah, between those two ages? Yeah, and the, the presence of alcohol tends to have something to do with that. So this, I'm, I'm actually about to boycott all articles on raising tobacco age from 18 to 21. We're both over 21. It doesn't matter. I'm going to guess that all four of our listeners are over 21. The three I know are. And I am not going to entertain this anymore because, to me, this is the most ridiculous waste of tax. Can't they go catch a criminal or stop, you know, a, a trade embargo or do something? Well, except that I don't think we want the legislators being the ones out there catching criminals because they're going to be the ones in. Well, what was your motivation for the crime? Whose fault was it? Show me on this doll where the government hurt you. Yeah. Well, because when I summoned the devil, he said to her, were you 21 when you did that summoning? Because if not, i got to take you in. (laughs) You you were communicating with a dead uh, legislator. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just, so, so aggravated and everything. On to one more legislative thing, and then we're going to move on to something fun. All right. Um. Cigar smoking steakhouse owner changes the law. I like where this is going. Recently, this is down in Texas, right? The city council of Frisco, Texas, 20 miles north of Dallas, voted unanimously, that is unanimously, 
to pass an ordinance allowing restaurants to having smoking rooms and cigar lounges. I like that. I want to give her credit. Leading this undertaking was D. Lincoln, owner of D. Lincoln Prime Steakhouse. Next time I'm in Texas, I'm going to have a steak at her place. And and knowing how small Frisco is, I I think I know where this steakhouse is. And if I'm not mistaken, it's only about a block away from Enfuego Cigars in downtown Frisco. Well, now it's still going to be kind of iffy because it's still got to be a separate building. Still, nobody under 18 can work there. Right. Still. I don't give a care about all that. Yeah, the the tobacco ban in Texas states that you can still have smoking if it's 18 and up, or and it has to have an exterior grade door and be on a separate HVAC system than the non-smoking area. Which is, I guess, reasonable. I mean, I, I think so. But it, what what happened to just letting the consumer choose? Hey, if I go to a restaurant, you know, if for instance, this is one of those cases where I'm going to disagree with you though, because. What restaurant owner would have thought to put a an exterior grade door between the smoking and non-smoking sections? The one that wanted customers that were sitting there saying, I'm never coming back to your steakhouse because I smell smoke. Yeah. I think the market will handle this. You know, when I open my restaurant that is going to be the kid-free restaurant. But it's going to cost them a lot more money to put the door in than to just ban smoking altogether, which is what the business owner would have done. I don't think so. I think that I think the market will decide. Now, the in vast, general, I agree with you, but in this one, I can see how that might have. Now, the Applebee's is just going to ban smoking altogether, but we're not talking about. I'm not going to go to Applebee's and have and expect to have a premium experience. True. I'm pulling Applebee's out of nowhere. No, you can uh, trash on Applebee's. That's fine. But I am saying that the market should. None of this stuff should be legislated. Again, we should be spending our time on much more important stuff. You know, if you don't like cigar lounges, don't go in them. Right. If you don't like if you don't like a smoking restaurant, don't go in them. If I have a restaurant where I don't want you to bring your spawn and have them wander around the tables amongst all of us, I should be able to have a kid-free restaurant experience. That I agree with. <laughs> so I'm just saying, these are things that the market should be allowed to dictate. Ex- I do not except think. that at a certain point that becomes ageist and it, and it becomes a protected class, but smokers aren't. So someone could say you were discriminating against the young and make you I, allow I kids. Di- I am discriminating against the young. Willfully and happily. <laughs> and I have, the, and the, I have the right to deny service to anybody depending on their age. And you have the right not to have to come to my place. If you don't think that I should be able to keep little Johnny from walking around putting mashed taters in his pocket. By the way, that's my favorite thing to do. If, you ha- if they have a free-range kid, I'll say, you like those mashed potatoes? Put some in your pocket. Try them on the way home. They're really good that way. <laughs> At all. That that takes care of a lot of those problems. <laughs> How many kids have you accosted at Molly Mondays and had them do just that? I, actually, at Molly Mondays, you want the squash casserole. It's a, it leaves <laughs> it's a stain. A, yeah. Taters can be cleaned out. The squash casserole leaves a nice yellow stain. Savannah, Tennessee has yellow stains in the back seats of many a car. <laughs> you can send those emails to Shane at thecigarcast.com. <laughs> but anyway. Dry cleaning bills, send them all. That, that's my point, is I'm glad that this happened. It should have never been an issue. And all. This is the, the standard of my life. Yeah. But anyway, so you talk for a few well, minutes. Spent, I've, I've you, raised Kane for half a yeah, show. You, you talk for You've a spent some time on your soapbox. Let me climb up on mine. I've got a couple of articles here. There have been a, a two new lighters introduced in the last couple of weeks. I, I had this last week. We didn't have time to cover it. Uh, I'll start with this one. 
this is the Vertigo Hummer was just released this week. So um, Vertigo is a, a fantastic lighter company. They make incredibly inexpensive but well-made durable lighters. Uh, the, the new one is called the Hummer. It is a triple jet um, da, 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 single action ignition. I don't know what that means. You know, fuel window, fold-out punch. It means you, you don't have to crank it three yeah, times before you start strike it. <laughs> you don't have to pull out the choke. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it it's, uh, comes in a few different colors. It's $30. Here's my problem. And if, I can, if we can do so legally, we'll post a picture of this. Um, look at this thing. Why is it so hard? Why, why do you need to announce a new lighter that looks just like every other freaking lighter in your line. You already have 14 other triple jet, bland, stinking, ugly... I, I'm having a really hard time keeping it clean right now. But th- th- it does nothing for me. It is completely uninspired design. It looks just like everything else in their line. W- what's the point? Well, the lighter also comes with a stitched carry pouch. Now, you can't leave All of that their out. lighters do. Oh, do they? Every single one of their lighters comes with that. I've never had a Vertigo that had a pouch. Then that just means that they didn't give it to you, but it, the, but they should have. Hold on a second. I gotta go raise Kane at Austin. Well, he's sitting over at the bar, so you can I, still catch well, him. Well, that big one I bought's a Vertigo, and it needs a holster. Well, that one. Okay. <laughs> it should have right, come with fine. a tack holster. Poke a hole in my. Th- okay. Most all all of the ones that are not table lighters come with a, a little stitch woven pouch or whatever. I do agree that it's it looks exactly like every other lighter that Vertigo has ever made. Yeah, I just don't understand the point of you know it, and. I've spent a lot of time around lighters, and, and one of the reasons that I feel think so highly of Calibri is the fact that they put design first. And, you know, if every lighter looks and feels and does the same, you've got 37 other triple jet lighters in your line. Just sell one if they're all going to look the same. Now, here's my only question, and this could be just poor reporting. Is it the flat triple flame, or is it the traditional it's- Predator targeting range triangle it is the traditional triangle okay so so they have nothing new. so they have nothing new nothing new under the sun but you bring up a good segue because zycar also released a new lighter and this is a triple flame as well again does look a little similar to some of the stuff they've already got out but this is a triple jet where all three are in a line the outer two flames are angled eight degrees inward so you get that nice triangle flame this was announced today, I believe, or a couple days ago. Um, it's called the Zycar Tactical Lighter, and it's an all-metal body, which is great. A uh, couple of things about this. Um, I wish I could remember what the name of the one that this looks like. It's relatively flat, fairly slim. Like I said, all-metal case, and it's been textured with, like, that pistol grip. I don't know if that means you have to wait till you're... 21 to buy it in Tennessee right. or not. But well, no, you can buy it. You just can't no, have you just bullets can't, for You it. just can't put butane in it. Yeah, you just can't put butane. <laughs> um, the fuel window turns red when it's full, which is pretty cool. I know Calibri did that with the Lamborghini line years ago, and, and most of their regular line stuff turns blue, like our Julius. Um, and it has a belt clip on the back. Now, here's where I... Are you calling something tactical just because you can hold it on a belt? Is that what tactical means these days? Like the tactical pin that everyone talks about is the same thing. It's just an aluminum, anodized aluminum shell with a belt clip. Like, 
is that really all that we're asking from stuff to be considered tactical these days? So, and first and foremost, the belt clip, way overrated. Mm. It's like the corkscrew on a Swiss Army knife. Has anyone ever opened a bottle of wine with a corkscrew on a Swiss Army knife and been glad they had it? Well, Okay, any uh, buddy not a hopeless drunk ever opened <laughs> needed a bottle. You make of a wine, very good point. Needed a bottle of wine opened so badly that they had they were glad that they had it on their Swiss Army knife. You're talking to the guy who used to have a bottle opener built into his wallet. So you make a very good point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a brother-in-law had a, had a pair of flip flops of a bottle opener mm-hmm. built into him. Uh, yeah, the, and the thing is with the belt because I used to always. Um, make sure that the pocket knives I bought had the little belt clip on them because that's the way I like to carry it on in my pocket. But inevitably, which is going to be what happens with this, you're going to catch it on something and it's going to be bent at a 45 degree angle out away from the body of the lighter. So it's not going to sit flat. It's not going to do what it needs to do. And then it's held on. They were smart. It's not built into the case. It's held on with three little hex head bolts. So eventually you're going to end up taking it off anyway and then it's going to end up exactly like the other lighter that this thing looks just like except with a little bit of a texture grip on the outside well i do like the flat flame my next lighter purchase will be a flat flame i do too i, I like that part of it that's the only when it comes to tri- you, know, you know how i feel about triple jet lighters anyway i think they're overkill but um one of the things but i do like the flat flame because you can modulate it a little bit better um but here's the other thing on this it's $100. See, I was looking for that. I was trying to find the pricing on that in the article, and I did not. Oh, there it is. It's right under, Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's, it looks like a great lighter. You know, Zycar, unconditional lifetime warranty, which is great. That means you can run over it, throw it in a fire, do whatever you have to do. Um, I wonder if they'll replace the belt clip. I, I would hope so, but I, I don't know. I wonder if you can just, sell, like, take it off and send it to them. And just mail them the clip. It, it, yeah. But anyway, so I just, you know, I, I love lighters, and anytime I see something come across that's really new and interesting, I want to bring it up. But these, this is just two lighters that hit, that just made me wonder why. Well, let's step away and take our break just a little early today, because when I come, when we come back, I've got a couple of other things that I really want to cover, and want to be sure I give them the proper amount of time. I also got to rave about this schizo some more. All right. I'm going to have to give it some more love. So we'll, we'll be we'll, back with that and more after this. Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. This week I want to talk about a cigar we've probably never mentioned on the podcast. It's the Diesel Whiskey Row. Yeah, I don't think I've ever smoked this cigar. Uh, Austin just got them here at the shop, and they're very good. It's made by A.J. Fernandez. Now, this is a full-flavored cigar. It's a Mexican San Andreas binder that's aged in rabbit hole Kentucky bourbon barrels. Hmm. I'd rather see it aged in a rabbit hole. I think that's that what be, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> that'd be even cooler. And it's rolled at Tobacco La Serra in A.J. Fernandez factory. Um, Nicaraguan tobaccos, Condejo, Jalapa, and Ometepe actually are the binder and filler of Not this cigar. Not something you see a lot of. Uh, great cigar. Now it's right at the line. It's right at that seven ninety five eight dollar line, but well worth the money. Great cigar. Uh, really enjoy it. Try the Diesel Whiskey Road.
Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. I'm Shane, setting across from the man, supposed to be a Jesuit priest or a Naval Academy grad. Those were, the, those were the plans that my parents had. Oh, but you didn't fit the part. <laughs> <laughs> you took me off guard. I knew the song, but I, had to, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> well, that's part of the fun is can you think on your feet? That, that's, why, yeah. that's why you ended up where you're at instead of a Naval Academy grad, is you were not able to think on your feet. You didn't fit the part. <laughs> but, one, but one thing is true is that we are the people our parents warned us about. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Um, really enjoying the schizo. I mean, th- I see a bundle purchase of these in my future. I see the larger ones. I mean, you're, you know, I happen to be looking at Cigars International right now. The Double Toro Gordo 6x62, pack of 20, $68.99. Wow, that's a good deal. And it's an excellent smoke. I mean, it is It's definitely now, it's not a 6 but it's a high five. Yeah. I and, mean, it's definitely a high five. And value for dollar probably would even it out. If you allowed decimal points, it would probably be one that rounded up. Now, if you, you know, under the new rating scale where we do all three, the looks good. Yeah. The looks a solid six. Mm-hmm. The value for dollar is definitely a six. And the flavor is made. The construction's been excellent. Construction's holding just fine. I mean, yeah. I got a little deformation at the cap. Yeah. But, but we the, can just say you were biting too hard. Yeah. It c- could be because I was yelling during the first of the part of the cigar cast. I'd need to smoke one under calmer conditions. That's right. And uh, how's the La Creme? Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It is. Look how slow that's burning. I mean, I may have to do the fact that I was yelling for most yeah, of the first could, could of the be. show. But I mean, I, I don't feel like I've been really taking my time with it it hasn't gotten close to going out or anything like that but it's just burning nice and slow uh may may just be again maybe on me but i'm just i'm really enjoying it i haven't smoked one of these in a very long time and i'm glad to get back to it so before we dive back into cigars there was the most interesting article this week in the christian post now this (laughs) is the first cigar cast to ever feature an article from the christian post so, what were you doing looking at the Christian Post? I heard this article somewhere else, and I had to look around to try to find the actual details and get all of that together. It's Fair enough. I'll give you a pass this time. One of those things that, you know, I was, I was looking around. So, Lent. Mm-hmm. And all you're familiar with the practice. Y'all don't practice Lent, do you? No, we don't. We're okay. Baptists. A lot, of, a lot of people that are not Catholic or Protestant are actually practicing Lent now. Methodists have always tended to uh, practice Lent. Baptist is kind of if you want to be trendy. Yeah, I've known some people never darken the door of a church that still wanted to practice Lent. Yeah. And I think it's a good exercise. I, I think whether it's for religious reasons or giving something up for a predetermined period of time is... It, it maybe forced moderation, perhaps we could call it, uh, but I think there's I think there's a lot to that. But this year, it changed. What has always been the number one thing given up for Lent? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol until this year. Soda. No. Smoking. Smoking is way down there. Smoking's all. Well, I was trying to figure out why you were bringing it up on the cigar. You would actually (laughs) give up pornography and marijuana before tobacco, (laughs) which. All right, Father, uh, it's Lent. I've given up pornography. You're not supposed to be doing that anyway, son. Shut up. <laughs> Only 40 days. But, yeah, I would have thought sugar. Nope. I bet you. I bet This is another one of those things that I'll bet you'll never guess, but once I say it, you'll swearing. say No. No, swearing's, um, swearing didn't even make the top ten. My goodness. I, I want to take one more fast food. 
Fast food, number five. Okay. So you're way down the list. Number two was alcohol. It's just dropped to number two. Sweets dropped to number three. Okay. You said sugar was... Sweets and sugar. Sweets sweets is number three. You know, so number three, four, and five are... And actually six are all kind of the same. Sweets, junk food, coffee, and fast food. Oh, coffee. Kind of all fall into the same category. I don't know that I could do that. But the number one thing giving up for Lent in 2019... That people thought their life would be better off without for social 40 media. Days. You got it. Social media. This is a that's a change. That's that. Is, I mean, I, I know plenty of people that take lots of time off from social media. Anybody who follows us on Instagram will think that that's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> my apologies in advance, but um, yeah, I can kind of see that, especially well, with how especially Facebook. Facebook specifically, compared to what it started as and what it is now, has, has I, I don't think, I mean, it's night and day. And you end up with either A, an echo chamber, where you're just being constantly inundated with stuff you already believe, or it's a, just a bunch of fighting and negativity, and it's all political, and it's just a mess. Every once in a while, there's a video of an otter. But other than that, it, there's really not a whole lot good going on. Well, and I always do my best to bring a little levity to my Facebook followers. Or an engagement announcement. <laughs> and I always try to bring that there. Cause I, and I hate when people have no original thoughts, and that all they do is share articles on Facebook. Well, and, and that's kind of my point, is that you get so many people who all they do is just post other people's stuff. And, and Twitter is, is bad about that as well. That's one of the things I do like about Instagram. It's really my preferred social media outlet because it's all uh, it's all user-generated stuff. You do get some people that steal stuff from other people, but for well, the most part, it's... There is some good stuff. You know, I seen one the other day, the first guy whose parent talked to him. He wasn't right for a week or two. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the parent. The parent wouldn't talk to anybody. It's the Mr. Right. Ed thing. It, yeah. So he kept bringing people in. The parent just sat there. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's, my, by the way, my favorite Rodney Dangerfield joke of all time. He said he knew his wife was cheating on him whenever time he walked in, the parrot said, quick, out the window. <laughs> favorite Rodney Dangerfield joke of all time. But I thought that was really interesting because it is prevalent. I mean, if you look at the cigar shop right now, there's 15 people in here. How many are actually on their phone? Or computer. Or computer, browsing around social media instead of sharing time with the human being next to them. Mm-hmm. And all. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of headache involved in that. So I can see how giving that up for Lent could be a good thing. But I just that was too interesting not to mention on the podcast tonight. And all. So one more thing I'm going to make you answer a question you're not prepared for. All right. Cuban cigars. Which country are they most shipped to? What's been the number one country for Cuban cigars to be shipped to for the past 15 years or better? Uh, Spain. You're right. Number two? Uh, Mexico? France. Okay. But a new leader in the clubhouse. Number two has been supplanted. China is now the number two. Really? Which is really odd because I talked when I talked to Pedro, he had tried to do some business with China and he said the, the government wants so much there's nothing left for you. Mm. But I guess two communist countries kind of working together, I guess there's there's something going on there. I don't want to, I'm not going to dwell on that, but it is interesting to see Chinese coming into cigars because you rarely. Well, it's one of those things we see oftentimes with communist countries where 
you know, profiteering is illegal unless you're good at it. And, you know, unless you're well connected. And I've heard, right. I've heard from some people who've spent some time either living in China or, or extended period of time, you know, traveling in, uh, around China of how, yes, profiteering, communist, whatever, but if you're well connected, you can do whatever you want. And so it kind of makes sense. I, th- I think of Dubai, uh, especially because you know that when you think of all the Maseratis and the supercars and the Bugattis and, and the Hummers and the big Mercedes, like all of that stuff. If you want to go see it, go to Dubai. Now that's a country where there's a whole lot of opulence and a whole lot of money. Right. But the difference between the top tier and the bottom tier is very, very different. Oh yeah. So I could see something like that becoming. You know, those status symbols, as China starts to come up, the cigars being that status symbol, I could see how they could easily get in there. Well, a friend of ours, he just, he lost a job about a year ago and all because they shut down the BMW or the Mercedes dealership he was working at because they were selling Mercedes to China. Yeah. And And they didn't need it. And they, I don't know if they ever put the guy in jail or not, but it was close. Wow. And on, he had to switch jobs because everything there went. When as soon as that was found out, everything went downhill at that dealership in a heartbeat. Wow! So let's go to something happy. April is typically when all the TAA releases come out. The Tobacco Associates of America. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a list of some of the TAA releases, and some of them I'm kind of excited for. Some of them I'm kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. And you can tell I like the companies that put something into this. If you, you know, if I'm going to go seek out a TAA store to find a specific special product, make it special for me. Yeah. And I, now that doesn't mean Crown make Heads it is sh- really good about that. And so is Tatawahe. Yeah. Don't make it a twenty dollars, but make it special to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that I probably the one I'm looking forward to the most, the Brick House Ciento Por Ciento. Interesting. Spanish for one hundred percent. Entirely Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan tobacco and was originally sold in Germany. Hmm. And all. I know, I know that, that. I thought that was regularly a Dominican cigar. Uh, well, this Porciento was only sold in Germany. So maybe, I don't know. And I know that doesn't mean it's um, German tobacco. It's still, right. you know, Brickhouse, it's Nicaraguan tobacco. And all, but only one size, six and a quarter by 54, MSRP. No. Six dollars, seven dollars and forty cents. Good okay. guess. And I'll be limited to five hundred boxes, each containing twenty-five cigars. Those are going to go quick. Those are going to go real. If you quick. get your paws on one of those, it'll be a minor miracle. Yeah, because the TAA releases are hard to get as it is. You put something that budget friendly and that exclusive from a very highly rated, well-regarded company. Yeah, those are going to be hard to get a hold of. Uh, General Cigar, your favorite CAO. They're bringing back the CAO Brasilia Select. Mm. I do love that cigar. Before General kind of got their act together with CAO, there was kind of a dark period right after General bought CAO. Where Where the the Brasilia was the only one worth smoking. Yeah. And also there, and six and a half by 60, one size fits all. MSRP? Uh, Nine and a half. $8.99. Okay. You're, You're staying pretty close. And all, if we were playing prices right, you would be the actual retail price about going over. Uh, Tatawahe exclusive series. This is kind of this is the 51st year they've released this cigar. This is Tatawahe just dropping back and punting. And all, Don Pepin Garcia original Toro. Ooh, 
at all. My Father's Cigars, 25 cigars. They are a 6x54. This is something I love about these TAAs. They don't make no tiny ones. Yeah. At all. 6x54, average retail price? About 12 $10. And all Crown Heads. I'm surprised because that's not much different from the regular uh, DPG original. I mean, because yeah. that's a blue label is what they're talking about. Well, and I think that that kind of pays homage to the Tobacco Socialists of America because they would not be doing these people any good if all they did was send them special releases that cost 25 bucks each. That's a good point. Although you didn't mention the MSRP on the Tatuaje one, which I'm guessing is probably up near 16. Uh, let's see here. I got to go back in my article. 11.95. Okay, so I, I stand corrected on that one. Uh, Crown An- Crown Heads just doing the Angel's Anvil again. Okay. And all eleven seventy five. I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on that. Um, Christian Eoria returning. He must be just freelance cigar blender. He must, you know, he must have, be have got have some Shibata time to fill. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, he is creating a Honduran rooted Eoria Hamastron eleven eighteen. Wow, Honduran Puro Perfect Perfecto six and a quarter by fifty four. Buy, packed an 18 to the box. What is the MSRP tray? About 12. $16.50. I, I lost my mojo. You did. But, you, but <laughs> you really fell off the label. But I will say about a Honduran Puro, make sure you've got a glass of water handy. Yeah, that's, Nothing dries my palate out more than a Honduran cigar. That's, that's going to be pretty darn dry. Mm. That's going to be, yeah. Now, it's good. I love Honduran tobacco, but a Honduran Puro... Actually, I don't know that I've ever had a Honduran Puro, but, man, that that's going to be a dry cigar. I can tell you I've never had a Honduran Puro. Yeah. Is there a Rocky? I think there's a Rocky that's a Honduran Puro. I'll have to research. Yeah. Um, a couple of I want to say the Super Lajero. Now, the La Flor Dominica TAA 50th Segundo Edition Box Press Toro, 6x54 flattened. Criollo 99 Tobacco. Give me the MSRP. I wonder if that's flattened is, is what that you would call flattened that. flattened rather than box pressed. Yeah. I guess that's what... or Because I always, I always think of the um, the Master Blend from Oliva as being kind of a flattened. It's not really... A, it's more of an oval, not really a box press. Um, you, who was that again? La Flor Dominicana. La Flor Dominicana. There's, there's uh, 14. 20 bucks. They're way up there. I, I knew they were going to be high, but wow. And this is my... I'm, I'm not gonna, paying 20 bucks for an LFT. I'm nah. sorry. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to wrap this up. There's a couple of others. You can check the article on Aficionado and really find out if there's anything else on the list. But I'm going to hit one more just because I'm going to tell everybody, please don't buy this cigar. What Gurkha is it? No. Worse. <laughs> worse than Gurkha. Nat Sherman Timeless. Oh. Nat Sherman. That is a good cigar, though. I I know. Just in case anybody forgot, Nat Sherman came out in favor of the FDA screwing over cigars. Just in case anybody forgot. I know, and that's why I say I I understand our our show's stance on Nat Sherman, but the Nat Sherman Timeless is a very good cigar. I don't think I could enjoy it. I couldn't smoke it on a clean conscience. Right. Well, not now, but I had it before that happened. I mean, it could be rolled up in unborn baby pelts. For all I know, there's just no way I'm going to smoke this cigar. But anyway, so that's just thought I would cover that real quickly while we were sitting here. Um, while I'm at Aficionado, I might as well say a very nice thing that Aficionado did. What was that look? Oh, I just, it, 
this thing, I'm, I'm finally into the second half of this cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally in the second half of this cigar and oh my gosh, it has come alive and I forgot how much I liked it. I mean, I was enjoying it the whole way through, but I just retro held right at the halfway mark and it changed and oh my goodness, that just, that came alive. So that was a look on my face. Um, featured in Aficionado March 19th, they did a review of Casa de Monte Cristo Nashville where we went and visited. Yeah, I was actually there last night. Three shows ago? Two shows ago? Uh, two, three shows ago. Yeah. What, By whichever the time you're hearing this number. one, yeah. And all. They described it as a unique, intimate venue in Music City where drinking and smoking is not only allowed but encouraged. Um, that's kind of canned, canned ham. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a ham-fisted attempt at a soundbite, but I, I, well, I'll, 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 I'll give them a credit for the attempt. Let's. See, I'm gonna. I'll tell you what. The guys at Cigar Aficionado. We may rake them over the coals fairly regularly. And I'll, I'm a fairly regular at raking Cigar Aficionado over the coals. But those boys know how to market. Big. And girls. They talked. They've. The whole article speaks to. Okay, you've got Broadway and Second Avenue and the bars and the honky tonks. This is where the locals go to the gulch. When's the last time you've seen a local in the gulch without looking in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's funny that they say that because, yeah, there was a time not too long ago where, yeah, the gulch was kind of the, the local spot. That was before Bar Louie and the pub and Burger all moved in. It was back when it was just a couple of restaurants and the hotels hadn't moved in, stuff like that. So it was kind of – I will give them credit that it was the local spot. It was. It's probably the last place – from a downtown perspective where the tourists started infiltrating. But, yeah, it's very much tourist-centric now. Yeah, it's, there's still a lot of tourism goes on. And, but you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't have to be, oh, I've got to have my special spot that if I don't know the secret handshake and two winks, I can't get in. Yeah, well, I, I will say this, though. I, I finally have, now that the weather's turning nice, there have been a lot more drunk people on scooters downtown and in the Gulch, and I, I get it. Everybody that hates those things, I understand. They dart in and out of traffic. They're up on the curb, on the sidewalk, and then they're down in the lane, and they don't. Oh, they're Just awful. Run over a couple. God. Well, if and if if history in Nashville has taught us anything, the person who gets punished is a scooter rider, not the driver. That's right. I, I, I want to put a cow catcher on front of my truck and just start running over them. I mean, I nearly hit three drunk bridesmaids the other night because they were just falling over. And to, Honestly, honey, I had to take them home. I hit them with my car, really. Well, and to, to quote our executive <laughs> producer, uh, you know, it's not woo season yet. You know, around about this time of year, kind of about first two weeks of April is when bachelorette party season starts. And she was driving downtown, and she said, and she heard a woo, and she was like, it's not woo season yet. So I was a little surprised that there were three drunk bridesmaids driving around the Gulch a uh, couple days ago. But tell her, tell her I'm glad she mentioned that. I hadn't went and got my woo shot yet. <laughs> so I need to run to CVS and see You're if I can get my woo shot. You're not vaccinated yet. It is contagious. Yeah, you got to be careful. It could hurt the old and the infirm. <laughs> but very nice article, very nice write-up, and I will say this. This is one thing. This is the whole reason I brought up this article. Generally, when aficionado does a review of a place, they take these pictures that are the equivalent of the high school glamour shot picture, mm-hmm. you know, where the ugliest girl in school looked like she could win Miss Mule Day. The pictures are 100% accurate. Yeah? 
the pictures pictures that they have given you can give me your opinion but the pictures they have pulled up are 100 percent accurate accurate and indicative of exactly what that place looks like not airbrushed at all there's still a little bit of ash on the floor from the night before no i'm kidding there's not (laughs) Um, i will say that that's one thing that we didn't really talk about when we were there but if, if i have if there's a cleaner shop in town i don't know what it is they do such a good job with that yeah but yeah no that's exactly what it looks like they didn't do that weird thing that realtors always do where they use the super wide-angle fisheye lens that makes a four-by-three room look like the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say the, the photos have not been touched at all. It looks that good, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to, to hit on that just in case anybody happens to be looking at that article and saying, hey, wait, the cigar cast came from there before I quit listening to them because Trey made fun of Mississippi. They came from there one time. Yeah. So very... Very nice. Very nice article. Very nice write-up from Aficionado about that. And I'd love to see that shop getting pressed. They do such a good job. So, before we wind up the show, I do think last week you teased it and never got around to it about when you bought the most expensive Padron. Would you like to tell all of our listeners the reason why? So, I just mentioned our executive producer, um, she got a she got a promotion a couple weeks ago. So as of I think it was on the tenth, she's gonna kill me if I got that wrong. Um, she's now my fiance. Uh, so we got engaged about a week and a half ago. Well, congratulations! Thank you very I'm much. Very, I'm very proud for you. You've had this in the works for a little while and been planning it. I have. I've been I've been sitting on it for a while, waiting for you know. Hiking is one of our favorite activities to do together. So I was waiting for a day where we didn't have anything planned and the weather turned nice. And it just so happened uh, Sunday before last, we actually we got the opportunity. So we were waiting to tell people in person, stuff like that. But it's 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 public knowledge now. One of my wife's friends actually had a thing on Facebook where they were on a beach and she turned around. And when she turned back around, was on his, he was on a knee. And she just screamed, yes, yes, yes. What if he just dropped his contact? (laughs) (laughs) What are you agreeing to? Let's not get in a hurry with this throwing the yes at people. Let the guy get it out of his mouth, okay? Well, it's it's, it's funny because there's a a lot of pictures online, if you you look for them, uh, sometimes even when you're not, of the guy that goes, like, they go on vacation to Italy or France or wherever, and then he ties his shoe and she turns around. (laughs) She turns around. Yeah, at that point, are you married? This was this was not like that at all. She had absolutely 100% every idea this was coming. <laughs> there was zero surprise whatsoever. So, which you would think would make me less nervous, but it didn't. But Well, just, just be glad she said yes and not it's about time. Right. <laughs> or anything along those lines. If I'd have waited much longer, she probably would have. But, you know, I've got one more article, but I'm going to skip it because it involves Gurkha cigars. <laughs> we'll save that for next week. We've done enough negative stuff today. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Where can they get a hold of us, Trey? They can get a hold of us via email at info at thecigarcast.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast and facebook.com slash thecigarcast. Well, my judgment on the schizo, pick one up. Drop the five, four, five, six dollars. Drop it. It's wonderful. I'm sure this will be featured on Cigar Under Eight in the near future. Go ahead and go ahead and spend for two of them what you were going to spend on one cigar. Then you've got one for later. That's right. It, perfect golf cigar with the weather coming up for golf. Fishing cigar. Like I said, a bundle of these probably in my in my foreseeable future. Would you put it in workhorse category? 
Yeah, yeah. I would put it in the, in the workhorse recreational. This is okay. This is not your stallion that you ride to work, but this is you know your weekend ride. Mm-hmm. You know, say you've got a slightly better looking horse that you just ride on the weekends. This is a good weekend ride. Okay. At all, but thanks everybody for listening to us. Trey, pronounced judgment. Oh, I love it. Like I said, I'm. It's still smoking real slow, even though now that I'm, now that it's changed a little bit on me, I'm, I'm smoking a little more because I'm enjoying it a bit more. But it's, um, man, this is such a good, so smooth and creamy. I mean, it's called the La Carême, but it is just creamy, smooth cigar all the way through. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm-hmm.